Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army uh, officer, and we appreciate Higher Echelon sponsoring this podcast. You can find us, the podcast, on all podcasting platforms, uh, the audio podcasting platforms, and also on check out our YouTube channel. Last week, we had John Voigt on. Uh, 2017 Army football captain. That was a great uh, uh, talk with John Voigt. Uh, we have so many others in our archives, and we welcome in for the second straight Mother's Day, uh, Federica Daniels, mother of Mark Helbrot and Army football captain. Uh, Federica, uh, we really appreciate you hopping on tonight. Yes, yes, anytime, anytime. Yeah, you know, we were talking already. I mean, so spring practice probably ended a few weeks ago, right? And they had the uh, black and gold game. And um, uh, we're already talking Coastal Carolina on Labor Day weekend. You know, I, I don't know. I'm hoping it goes pretty fast because, to be honest with you, you know, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan and my Nets are out of the NBA playoffs, right? I'm a Mariners fan. My team is really struggling there. I need some football in my life right now, like some live football, right? I know we're only in May, but I don't know if you cra- you're craving it too. Man, I can feel it in my bloodstream right now. I'm craving it. <laughs> Spring football got me hyped, and then it went away, and it's like, oh, gosh, how many months we got left? Yeah, oh. I, know, I know they have the clock, right? I know they, ha- I know they have the clock um, up maybe in the, in the meeting rooms and stuff like that. It's more the beat Navy clock, I think, than it is the season opening clock. So, I mean, I might have to get one started somehow. There's got to be an app to start that up, you know, to see how, uh, you know, see how far away we are from that game against Coastal. Um, did you get a chance? Did you get a chance to go up to the spring game or did you get a chance to, to do that? No, it, I ended up and I was planning on going and it just wasn't able to go. And I waited. Basically, I waited to the last minute to get my ticket. So <laughs> and then this went up and flights went crazy. So. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I, flying, uh, flying is, and you can have your ticket too. And sometimes those flights do not get off the ground. You know, I mean, we had one going down south uh, around Easter, and luckily we took, uh, we drove because otherwise our flight, we had a feeling our flight was going to be canceled, and it was canceled the next day. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it traveling is going to be interesting. Hopefully, things uh, clear up with everything that's going on around our country. Um, you know, but, um, you know, just the enthusiasm around um, spring practice, right, yes. um, coming in. Markel going into his senior year, crazy, right? Yes, um, gosh, it seems like it was just freshman year. Oh, happy for him, but sad for me. <laughs> right? It, it goes by so quickly, and, you know, it's another year, and I remember we were talking last year a little bit about how um, his role would grow a little bit on um you know on the defense and it did you know vocally became a captain uh we talked about that a little bit and um just tell us a little bit about how um you followed his junior year a little bit and how that that because i know you guys were always on the road i know you guys were at games i think we had a photo of uh members of your family at the bowl game the armed forces bowl um um listen to a little bit about what that was like for you last year well, it was awesome because we got to see more games than we did in 2020. So, you know, starting off, I had already booked at least seven flights for last year. And I was like, please don't, please don't cancel. 
and we started out here in Georgia State, right here at home, and yeah. we had almost 60 family members and friends at the game, and it was a, a eye-opener. I, I think we kind of shocked everybody with that game. The first game, I mean, we blew Georgia State out, and it was like, wow, we got a season. Like, it was – it felt like football again. It didn't feel like 2020 where yeah. we didn't know, you know, and then they kind of eased up off of some of the the mask and things like that at the game. So, you know, we had a lot more family able to travel. And I think I ended nine up. No, no, no. They had 13. Was it 12 or 13 games last year? I think it was 12. 13. 13 they played 13. 13. They were I, nine and four. Yeah. I missed one game last year. So wow. I was at every game. And the one game I missed, I was mad. So I booked the ticket the next week for the next flight. I was like, I'm not missing no more. Not missing no more. And it was just an excitement. Um, just with all the players, you know, everybody. Christian Anderson coming out there throwing bombs. And <laughs> um, Isaiah Austin catching phenomenal catches. And, I mean, all the way down to the bowl game, Jawari Laws with the – Last the one eleven, they always talk about a one eleven, and it's amazing that they had one minute and eleven seconds left on that game. They played their one eleven. <laughs> yeah, what a comeback that was, right? Yes. And it was, what a great finish for uh, just an amazing. Uh, if you got to know, if you got to talk to Jabari Laws for five minutes, you want to talk to him for an hour and just keep on going. The kid, the kid is just an amazing guy. Um, so we're so happy to see that. Um, guys, if you have, if you're watching us right now, and you have any comments or questions for Federica or I about Army football, well, I mean, she knows our, the team probably better than I do. So you know, um, you know, we, we can talk about the, we could talk about the team, we could talk about the experiences, and you know what, you realize that you know at the at the bowl game, for instance, right? Yeah, it's in Dallas. I mean, it was in Fort Worth, right, in a place where Army has a lot of um grads and has a lot of support there, yeah. but every year it seems like those bowl games draw army fans right yes, and, the, and the support that that team gets i mean you just feel it um you know even at the oklahoma game a few years back you just felt like there there, there was an rb rep in the crowd even though there were like what eighty thousand fans there yes. um even michigan yeah <laughs> i mean this is a team that people uh, uh go out and root for um whether it's it goes back in their family for years where grandfathers or you know relatives were yes. graduates or watching the team back in the you know the glory years who knows yes. um yes what, what what's what's that like on the road with like for instance the bowl game what was that like i mean because a lot of the parents are very supportive getting out there and, and wanting to see actually their you know sons play play um high level football yeah we actually have a schedule we, we meet, we have meet times where we go out together. We know when the boys are coming in, we're going to meet at the hotel at this time. You would think it was a full-time job, but we have it like clockwork. It's on schedule clockwork. The boys get in at six o'clock. We're going to meet here. After this, we're going to go here. So say, for instance, the bowl game. Met up at the stockyard after we seen the boys and had a, had a ball out there. And then we go meet up somewhere else. And then we know the boys have a certain amount of hours they can see us. We head back to the hotel. So it is, it is a phenomenal experience and how we all just navigate together. It's like we're the motherhood. So we, yeah. just as much as they stick together, we the motherhood. So we like glue. 
Yeah, happy happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, uh, uh, we're doing, it's an incredible, um, right? Just like you see the the support that the team gets from the families, right? And then um, I remember I bumping into I remember bumping into you at the Army Navy game this yes. past year, right? I mean, it's crazy just the tailgates and just amazing how, how this program has. You, you you meet friends for life, right? Through, the, through this program. Even the ones that gone already, even the ones that didn't stick West Point out, like we're still friends. It's like one of the parents that stick to my mind is the Miggets. We we keep in contact. Like literally, we it's another one that's over at um Crown Over. He never made it to West mm-hmm. Point. He was at the prep school. So it's like ones that we we have developed, we're sisters for life. We're family for life. Like mom, sister, brother, aunties. That's my grandma. That's their grandma. <laughs> it, it's, it's a feeling like no other. And I, throughout these years of football, I don't think I've ever, and we had a close family in football during rec league, but I, I don't think he's out doing army. I, yeah. I, have, I have sisters that I can call up if I'm having a problem or if I need some answers, they're going to get the answers. It, it is the mothers are unexplainable, unexplainable superheroes. <laughs> it is amazing because you are right. It starts at, for those who um, army players who start at army prep, right? That's yeah. where the connections start. Not only for the players, but the parents too. I remember being up at a prep school game. Um, it was probably the year before Mark Marquell was there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I saw how the families got together and after the game, this is a Friday night game. The game ends at like 9 30, 10. They're getting tables ready and they're getting a food, a spread ready for the team yes. before. And this was the one, it was, I, it might've been late August, or early September. So it was one of the first games that they're doing. These parents are together and the way that these parents work together. So their kids can have a, a, a really full meal after the game. Yes. <laughs> I remember that it was um, it was a uh, Garnett Nicholas was a player at the prep school at that point. He didn't he end up going to Army. He ended up going to Jacksonville um, and playing fullback there. But um, that's how far back it goes. Wow, I can't remember who the quarterbacks were back then. But um, it was only like maybe five or six years ago. But I saw firsthand how these parents were together to get their kids everything they can because, like you said, time is of the essence, right? I mean, you don't get a, there's not a lot of time you get to see your your sons so you you make the most of it every minute counts every minute matter of fact every second counts and then the thing about it is if a parent can't be there a week parent while we're there so say for instance we got somebody on the west coast that can't make it over oh it's okay she gonna get them a lot of pictures she gonna get videos hugs kisses everything they gonna feel like their mom was there yeah it's crazy so that that that's a great point too because you're somebody's there to, to film and somebody's there to give those memories. Yes. Um, and that's not something like personally, like I was at my daughter's lacrosse game yesterday. Right. And I was talking to somebody I know and my it's third and fourth grade lacrosse. And my daughter gets in the game and she, and lacrosse, I'm still getting the rules out, but she's, she's got a, she scoops up the ball and is making the pass. And here I am talking to my, uh, to this, this guy I know and my daughter at the end of the game is like did you get a video of that dad did you get a video of that dad and I'm like oh man of course of course one of the, you know I did it you know and I was she's like oh I'm, I can't believe you didn't do that because usually I'm 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 my camera's on, my phone is glued to the field you know? 
And then, so for you guys to take the time out, for the other parents to take the time out to get those videos and to send them to the parents that can't make it, just so they know that, hey, everything's okay, right? Because because exactly. West Point, you know, you you you, you want to check in on your kids probably almost every hour if you can at West Point, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> but you know, they have their, they have their time constraints and they have everything kind of, they have a schedule that's crammed up and yes. they might not, if you don't hear from them a day, you might say, Oh, you know, you, there's texting of course now and FaceTime yeah. that you could do and stuff. But I mean, it, those little things are very important. Photo goes think. a long ways. I know I used to get to the, get, try to get to the games at West Point early. So I can at least, you know, the TV don't show the warmups and those yeah. types of things. And I'll go live on our mom's page, like, so they can be a part of the experience. And I'm taking pictures about every person. I'll ask the numbers, a special uh, special request. And I'm trying to get as many photos of this child as possible and try to just bring them in the experience yeah. because, man, I missed that one game last year. And I was fussing at the TV. <laughs> I was mad. And then it looked like Marquel had went down on a play and I about lost it. And yeah. I had a parent time. He went down. Marquez. Okay. Marquez. Okay. I got a whole bunch of text messages. He's okay. He's fine. He's walking the sideline. Like that's what we do. We rally around each other for the good, the bad and the ugly. So, you know, it is, I can't say enough about us parents and the dads, the moms, sisters, the aunties. Um, I, I can say one Connor Bishop's grandma. I, she's my grandma. She's my grandma. <laughs> like, that's grandma. Like, she's, man, I think I me- I message her more than I message anybody. Like, we're always talking about something. And, you know, you just meet phenomenal people along the way. And then I think some of his, um, who is it, Noah Knapps, yeah. right around the corner from me, her, his aunt and uncle. So we both oh, wow. form a bond. So, and it, it's just Ann Barzak, like, her. Um, Sam and Marquell's been together since prep school, so you know, yeah. it, it's 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 amazing. I, I can, I, I, yeah, I understand where you're coming from because I remember when I was covering the team for the newspaper, and it would be the first day of uh, preseason practice, and I would go live on. Uh, periscope it was back then right mm-hmm. and i would just do a zoom across the, the the warm-up line and as long as they would let me um go live i would go live right yeah. and you you see how many um parents would be directly me. have you seen number 50 have you seen number 45 is 45 out there what's what, what's going on and i'm like holy cow you, you really understand like where and being a parent too, you really understand where they're coming from, especially yes. right. They've been the beast barracks, right? They've been, they, they changed it around now with monk and being there. It, it, you go to the beast and then you're going to summer school basically. And then you're lifting weights and then you're going to um, preseason. So there is some time there where you can connect to family, but you know, they still can't. a lot of times they can't connect to us during that time either. Monkin is all about the football. So, you know, okay. We don't get to talk to them then. We might get a text message every now and then, but they have a strict schedule as if they was at Be- um, Beast Barracks. So okay, that yeah. time, he takes it serious. He calls a training camp, and I don't know. They they still they used to, used to stay in the um, 
right in the in the in the in the in the building there that's overlooking the the practice field and stuff like that. Yeah, that's um, what they say. Kimsey <laughs> Center. You're saying in the Kimsey Center, there's bunk bed. There were used to be bunk beds set up back in the day. I don't know if they still do that. I think they still do have the bunk beds, and they have a TV room, and they yeah. have time they can spend in that room. So yeah, they it's about bonds during that time, and and I think that's where they build their their closest bonds. Um, yep. it's during that time. Because the outside world is out. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, especially now with social media, you know, they get seen yeah. seen on their phones. And I don't, I don't even want to know what the wrath is for that. Sometimes, you know, I, that, that's got to be a, a a big penalty. Um, yeah, because I, I remember uh, the previous coach being invited into how they were setting up barracks, and he showed me how they they feed them in the morning and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and how they run it. It's but you're right, the bonds there. That's what this programs built on you know mm-hmm. it's not yeah you can have talented kids that come out of high school right yeah. and they might be the best players on their team or the best players in the region but army does the football team doesn't succeed without those bonds being built yeah. you know it just that doesn't chemistry like and, and i think 2020 was a, a very powerful year that um they were able to they really formed bonds because you know they were segregated from everybody yeah. and it was just the football team around the football team. So literally, you know, I think that 2020 season came about because of COVID and they were able to, that's all they could see the whole summer, you know. And there's, there's players on this team that you know, were a big part of that 2020 team that are still, um, that are going to be like juniors and seniors. And, you know, now, I mean, if you can, if you can get through that and you can win, you know, and you can win the CIC trophy in back-to-back weeks against the Army, uh, Navy, and Air Force. I mean, there's nothing that you can't do, really. Yeah. So, so I know that this. Uh, <laughs> hey, we have we have a, we have a visitor. How you doing? Say hey. Hey. I'm Lotus. Say I'm Broughton's princess. I'm Broughton's princess. I'm Broughton's Lotus. Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. 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 So what's it like um following following Marquell? Man, he's gotta, he's gotta be your favorite player, right? Yes, favorite he person. is. <laughs> <laughs> she runs around the house hollering football, Uncle Quell football. Like she's been going since she since she's been born, she's been going to the football games. Okay, one moment though. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> she said he's okay. <laughs> but yeah, she's been going to football games since she was what? Since she came out, because it started in prep school, we had her at one month old at a football game. So all she knows is Army football right now. <laughs> wow, that's so you, you got a fan for life right there. I think. Yes, I think she gets more TV time than us. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be. I mean, so it's not just you traveling to games, right? I mean, it's no. it, it's a family thing for you guys. It is a family affair. We we. Live, eat, sleep football. So it's me, my two kids, my daughter, and my other son, and Lotus. And we hit the road. If it's a close game, we get in the car. If not, we're getting on the plane. But we're going. That's uh when you have young ones on the plane. That's always an ex- experience, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, I know that for my <laughs> for my daughter doing that. Um, just talk about Marquell maybe, and how maybe you've seen. Has there been a growth with him? Just oh, um. God. Yes. You know, from from even last time we talked to now and how I mean talk talk to us a little bit about that. I can't say his leadership skills like 
I didn't, you know, I knew he had leadership skills before, but he showed me a role that I've never seen and how passionate he is about it, whether it's good, bad, ugly. Okay, go get mommy. Um, how how good it is here. Take her to phone. Um, you know, he just he just steps up, but how people cling to him has been like everybody is always clinging to him, even if he's being mean. Like, and I guess it's not being mean, he's just doing his role, but a sore loser. So if you're losing, you're gonna have a bad day. Gosh, I, I seen the the passion of leadership come out of him during that Army Navy game. Yeah, like he took that. We got there, and he was like, um, "We got there. Oh, you can't see me today. This is it. You got ten minutes. That's it. Um, we got to focus on this football game. This, this, and this. And and it's just his passion. But he's grown, man. Like I, I, I it's hard to explain." I, I, I had a boy. Now he's a full-grown man, but he's taking leadership roles to the fullest, and he loves it, enjoys it, and he's embracing it. And I always knew he had it in him, but Army has pulled every bit of leadership out of him. I can ever like they've squeezed everything out of him, and I still think they got a lot more to squeeze. And he's already doing a phenomenal job. Um, he's, I, I sit and I watch some of these interviews of him, this past one they did, the captain, and just listening to people talk about him, but not just the coaches, but his teammates. And it just goes to show, I mean, he's made me nothing but a proud mom. And I, I, I brag all the time about how strong and strong he is because West Point is not easy. It's not easy. And he's very influential in everything. He's in a classroom, on the football field. It's training service. Everything he does, he just does so well. I, I wish I had half of his talents. <laughs> right. And I was going to mention how, yeah, you know, there's leaders. There's, you know, there's something there, right, when he goes. But then how he keeps on growing into, into that leadership role. Yes. And then – I mean that's what it's all about there, right? And when right. you have a when you have a leader on the football team that is vocal and when he speaks, you know, you're going to listen and when times are tough, he's going to tell you what it's what it is. You know, he's not going to not going to sugarcoat much, you know. So he don't sugarcoat nothing. We knew that as a little boy that he don't sugarcoat anything. He's just got better and firmer at it now. But um he's he's very firm, but it's all in a positive note and he's very humble. He's a listener, you know, he's a listener, tells you what he feels, and then he's loving and caring at the same time. But he takes Army football, he takes West Point serious. Like, it, everything that he does, he's trying to climb a ladder to achieve something greater. And he wants to be greater in everything he does. And I tell you, through these, just the change from 2020 to 2021, was a total different football player seeing as a football player, a leader. He sits back and he, he pays attention to everything, but he watches mm -hmm. body language. He watches coaches language, like everything. And he's, his mind is always racing, always racing, trying to figure out what we can do to be better, what we can do to make ourselves better 
our football program better, our experience at West Point better, good in everything. He tries to dig out the good and focus on that. But he's also on himself, he'll beat himself up for things that he does wrong. It's so. like having another coach on the field and in the, in the locker room, I think, you know, yes. and that cannot be, I mean, understated at all. And uh, I mean, when you're, when you're the position that he's playing right on defense and what he can see on the field and what he can relay that to his teammates. And then you just talk of just when you're outside of football and you're talking about life experiences. And if you're having a rough day at West point, who do you lean on? Right. Who are the guys that yes. you lean on? Who are the people that you lean on? Yes. Um, and, 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 and you need that. And, um, and I went. I went to a uh, a public uh, college. You know, didn't know anything about the West Point until uh, you know maybe uh, twenty five years ago. Yeah. And then when you start learning more and more about it, you realize it does take a special person to yes. to go there. It takes a special person to succeed there because you know just co- our our co host Steve Anderson will tell you. You know, there's times that, and anybody will say, there's times where you have your bad days and you say, maybe this is not for me, and maybe it's time that I look elsewhere. Yes. And you need that, you need that brotherhood, that bond. And, you know, you talk to the, you talk to guys who are being recruited by army guy players who are going to graduate high school um, this month or next month, uh, players that are juniors who are committing to army. They'll tell you the one thing that impresses them all the time when they visit is that brotherhood yes. and that, and that culture. And we had John Voight on last week and how that Munkin basically from day one, you, know, you can yes. use that word. And that culture is a word that's used a lot in sports, right? Yes, yes. But he, I, I don't know if his living it is the right word uh, to describe it. But at, at West Point, you know, like we yes. said, if you don't follow through with that, um, you're, you're either not going to have an enjoyable experience or, mm-hmm. you know, things are football might not be for you, you know. Okay. So uh, that, that's the way I look at it. I don't know how you see it. It is. And, and it's, it's, it's funny, you see some of the boys that walk away from football, but they still have that bond with each other, even though they're not on the football team. Like, I, I sat at the games and to watch the cadets come to the games and cheer them on as if they were on the sideline and pads, it, it was like, it's a phenomenal experience to love amongst these these boys, these young men, rather. And it, it's, it's phenomenal. I, what Monkey has going on right now, I commend him on the job that he's doing as well, him and the other coaches, because as he say all the time, it's not easy having a um, running a D1 football program guys on. Like, it's as if they don't miss a beat. And if yeah. they do, we can't tell from the outside. Yeah, and their rosters are, are you know, to, to sometimes Army's advantage to sometimes, you know, their rosters are about double almost the size of a, a, a FBS, you know, roster. Yes. And so there's a lot of different, you know, op- players, personalities with players. There's opportunities. There's sometimes where you might be number one on the depth chart. There's other weeks where, hey, the matchup doesn't work and you might not see time, but you got to yes. still be that practice player, right? You got to be that guy who's, who's still – bought in so to speak and yeah. um it, I, I'm, I'm interested to see this year because it looks it seems like every year right there's a senior or a guy who maybe didn't get enough 
a lot of snaps the previous year that right. steps up. And there's some opportunities there, especially on Mark Marquell side of the ball on defense. There's some opportunities there for guys to, you know, step up and and make a difference this year that maybe didn't see the field a lot last year. Exactly. And I believe we're gonna have a lot of them step up. That's just my feeling. Um, Marquell tells me nothing, so I learned the same way everybody else <laughs> learns. But literally, you know, the the hungriness, you know, they they've set and I guess John Radigan, watching John Radigan's story and how he blossomed through the 2020 season showed me that we have a lot of good talent on this team and nobody knows about. We just know yeah. about what's been displayed, but these kids that's behind is just waiting on their moment, just waiting on their moment. And I think we're going to have some explosive on both sides of the ball, even on it, special it, teams. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because I mean, linebacking, there's some, op there's some opportunities there. Yes. On the defensive line, there were some opportunities. You know, I, I, a guy, you know, we know Andre Carter, right? We know Andre Carter is going to yes. bring it. I mean, some are projecting him to go in the first round of the 2023 20 draft. Yes. And that is, That's I you got, if Ooh. that happens, that would be the first time any academy player has been drafted in the first round of first the NFL year. draft. Well, this is 19 in the 1940s when they had the the glory days of army football. Yes. The NFL wasn't officially the NFL, you know. No, so, nothing so, like it is today. <laughs> so you have Andre Carter, right? And you have Marquell and we you have some guys that have you have you know Jabari Moore, you have guys that have played a lot of a lot of games for army on yes. defense, right? Yes. A guy I want to see get more opportunities Nate Smith. Oh um, God. I can't wait to see him play. I'm so here to scream his name. I know that he can like I've seen a little taste of it. Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna hit it wide open and a lot of people are gonna be saying that name. That's gonna be a household name. I think that you know the attention that Andre Carter's gonna get, right? I think that Nate Smith is a guy who could play both linebacker and defensive, and you could stand them up if you want to. I don't know if you follow the team back. Uh, before maybe Marquell was uh, Alex Aukerman was a guy who could do the same. And Alex Aukerman was a guy who came in as a safety and through the program worked his tail off, got to 260. He was a linebacker. Linebacker, he, yes. But he also, there were times where they only played two, three defensive linemen, and he was one of them. You wow. know, it, John Voigt and him might have been the defensive line at yeah. one point, you know. And so I, I see Nate Smith with opportunity as a guy who can get who who's going to be pretty exciting to watch and There's then another one i think um leo lowen yep he's going to be phenomenal you know i wouldn't be well i know they have jimmy charlo to play um that um apache position mm -hmm. malcolm morrison i mm -hmm. think leo lowen is a guy who gives the team a lot of flexibility because yes, he's a he former does. safety right yes so if you're going against a passing team you can have him. He doesn't necessarily have to play inside linebacker. No, he can no. be, he could be that nickel guy, or he can be that extra DB. Yes. He's going to play a lot of downs, and then maybe you, you like, can send you know, him out to the quarterback too, and he's going to get back there in the backfield. Yeah, he's an intelligent player. We yes. we saw if you didn't see the video that they did on Leo Lowen, check out Army Football's Twitter account. I think they put it out last week on Leo Lowen. Yeah, it was last week. I mean, he's a he's an A student, you know, a very bright kid. And, you know, not a lot of people can make that transition right away from playing safety 
to inside linebacker, right? Yes. And he's a little, you know, a little undersized for what Army has had in the past with the yes. with the Eric Smiths and the Cole Christiansons and the James Nauticals. Um, but man, you see, especially toward the end of the season, he really started to pick it up, and he was making plays from sideline to sideline. And I think yes. that that's something to watch. And you know, we have guys like Spencer Jones who oh, was God. a little banged up last year, and if he can get back on the field. You know, I think they're. I can't wait to get him healthy. I, I hope he's yeah. healthy before Carolina, Coastal Carolina, because. Yeah. He's explosive. I think people are. I think Army fans following this team are a little concerned about the inside linebacker spot with you know Eric Smith gone and Eric. Congratulate. Let's first let's get this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How do we go thirty-two minutes without talking about Army seniors who are Whoa. now in rookie camps? What was five. Five of them. Uh, Nolan, Nolan Cockrell this week in the this weekend Raven. at Ravens camp, yes. right? Eric Smith going to the Jaguars. Malcolm Morrison, you know, Malcolm Morrison going to the Raiders. Right. And people, man, you watch film on Malcolm Morrison, and you know that that guy is all over the place, right? All over the place, and got some, lay some hits too. Yep, he's a hitter. He's very versatile. Yes. So people might not have Malcolm too. They might have had like. Cockrell, Eric Smith, Zach Harding, yes. you know, those guys. Zach they Harding didn't even have the, him on the radar, I don't even think. And I, the Raiders did. I, <laughs> I hope he shows out and I hope I hope that all these guys, because you know, you look at it, they're got many they got rookie minicamp invites, right? So they yes. don't have contracts yet. Yes. To my understanding. To my right. understanding. So I really hope these teams it's a little different this year. Last year they didn't do the invites. They just did undrafted, right? Yeah, I'm not I, I think you could be correct. I think that because the, the 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 situation with COVID, I think I don't know if they want to bring it. they weren't bringing as many players to these rookie minicamps. Man, I don't know if you saw I went through the Ravens gallery today, right? Because I was just looking for a photo of Cockrell to see if one was available. Uh-huh. They took a rookie team camp photo. And there must have been 50 players there. I've seen it. I've seen it. Right? I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you're absolutely correct. There were not that many players at rookie camps last year, you know. No. And um, so I think there's it's different. They're going to get – yes, the, the, they have their opportunity to, to show, right, in, yeah. in, in front of the – right, take as many reps as you can in front of the NFL coaches in, in a practice environment. And, you know, Cedric Cunningham, we had mentioned, too, with the Colts. Um, you know, Cedric, Cedric, what a steady – Zach Harding with the Jets, Eric with the Jaguars, um, Malcolm with the Raiders, and uh, Nolan with the Ravens. Um, man, I hope they get a chance to go to, 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 go to preseason camp and get a shot because, um, you know, coming into the season, I thought Nolan, Nolan could definitely uh, make a team. Look at, like, Malcolm – yeah, Harding definitely has the talent, and you know I know punters uh, uh, making the team, knocking yeah. off the guy who's been there, the punter that's been there for a couple of years. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> I hope he gets a chance. You know, uh, you look at Elijah Riley, you look at Cole Christians, and you look at John Riley again. Practice spent time on this practice squad before they got elevated, right? Exactly. So there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with your 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 practicing. Your your you're in a NFL environment. There's nothing. I hope that they these guys can get some practice squad opportunity. I hope they get to preseason camp first, yes, and then practice squad opportunities. 
Yes, um, because look I at think he only played that one game, the last game, yeah. and he just in that one game, Pete Carroll was like, yes, yes. Yeah. And then they end up signing him to a one-year deal. Like, yeah, phenomenal. Like, if yeah. they just need to get into space, I think, and they'll be able to be evaluated a lot better. You know, you got all these college kids, and, of course, nobody's really paying attention to Army. But when they get our kids over there and they're like, wow. Yeah. I and mean, you're, you're getting coming in there. That just, it's like icing on the cake. Look, you know, you look at the, what, like we talked about what Jeff Munkin has done. And he talked about the, that this coaching staff has done. There have been guys, you know, there have been some changes here and there during the years, but the message is still the same. I mean, the, the fundamentals are, it's a fundamentally sound, you're getting a fundamentally sound kid when they're coming out of Army, no doubt. Yes. And, now you look at, like we talked about Andre Carter. I know that in the past there's been scouts um, at Army practices looking at Army players, and now that should increase a little bit with, on, with Andre there. And you got you got players like you, like we talked about seniors. You got, you know, Marquel there. You got um, Jabari Moore there. You got, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, who, who wouldn't give – if if you're if you're an NFL team, who want to give Jacoby Buchanan a chance at least, right? Gosh. I mean, Gosh. that guy does. That that guy is not one. Like, I don't even think nobody in football, college football, right now, can say they have carried the ball as many times as he has and have not lost yardage. Yeah. No negative yardage. That's just in four, what three years? No. And negative I, I think this year will be important for him. Uh, for the team and for, you know, down the road, I mean, he's going to get an opportunity to play on some more passing downs where he might have to protect. And I love the plays where they uh, run bootleg with the quarterback and they have him as a lead blocker. Yes. And he starts oh, knocking down. Yes, <laughs> he, he, and he just knocks him down one by one. It's like, gosh, a freight train just came through there. I'm like, why can't you call that play almost one time a series, you know, and, just, <laughs> and just get him out and you could run. Like me and Madden, I'll go the opposite way with a play the next <laughs> next time you know around. Just switch it, you know. I don't know. Just just get him out in space and and, yes. and, and showcase. I mean, there there's and you know you got the the younger guy, the younger guys. Well, younger guys going to be juniors. You know, um, we mentioned Isaiah Austin and Tyrell Robinson. Those guys. Um, yes. Well, how about Maurice Belon moving over to um, slot back? Something to watch out for, definitely. Yeah. I think those slot backs. I've always said that in the past couple of years and last year, they did get them a little bit more involved in the offensive slot backs. Right. Because yeah. you can't just, that talent is just too, uh, they're just too talented of players not to have the ball or be involved somehow Some way with the ball in their hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like do I Robinson jumping, leaping almost 10 yards into the, <laughs> the, end, into zone, the yeah. end zone. Like yeah. where did that come from? <laughs> it's exciting. Ajon Marshall is a guy oh, that, you know, I mean, that guy is just, um, I saw Kel Walker who's, who's been oh, a co-host, <laughs> a co-host on this podcast. We haven't had Kel on in a while. In a while. I got to uh, get in Kel touch Walker with Kel. <laughs> he brings it right. And he said something to he, what he, um, Mentioned to the Ravens on Twitter to watch out for this guy because he did. He did. He, he's only going into his junior year. But yes. Ajon Marshall, um, man, if he get he's shown, I'm not even going to say flashes. When he's been given an opportunity, he's yes. gotten the job done. Every not time. flashes. He yes. he just goes out there and 
performs. And I think that this year is could you know use him more. I mean, get 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 those slotbacks involved in the passing game. Maurice Ballon, let's see let's see what he can do with the ball in his hands. He's a court he's a he's a converted quarterback. You know, let's yeah. see what he can do with the ball in his hands. You know, I'm ready to see that. I don't think they played enough. Is Sam Barzak. The one game he played, he was knocking people down, pancaking them like crazy, man. Like I, I'm, I'm ready to see Barzak on this field because they're gonna unleash a beast that I don't think fans really know what he is about. And he's gonna be a senior, right? So he's a guy like you, there's there's years where those the senior offensive linemen have played behind guys who have started maybe multiple years yes. and are just waiting for their turn. And he got his chance last year to play. I believe it was a UConn game he played in. I could be wrong. Um, and he, I think he he played the most snaps out of anybody I think on the team and exactly. uh, that game. And, and, and um, ESPN, I think, was run was it ESPN um, or CBS Sports Network? One of them was running the play over and over and over and over of him just trucking people. Yeah, Ross Tucker, um, the CBS oh, Sports, um, you know, he does the analyst for TV, TV analyst. Um, he loves the offensive line play, and he loves just watching those guys knock people around. So, yeah, you know what? That's another question mark maybe possibly from fans or people who follow the team. How are they going to replace the you – know, they lost they – also you know, you, you don't – Realize that they lost, you know, Nap, right? Dean Powell, Mason Kolinchek, yes. uh, Cam Cam Holloway, Zach Ward. Those are five senior offensive linemen who yes. were probably their top eight guys, eight or nine guys. Yes. So, and yes, you have three starters returning in Connor Bishop, uh, Connor Funekin, and also um, Booby Law. But there's those two open spots. Who's going to step yes. up? Um, I, I had to do a preview for a magazine, and I'm like, I just don't know. Full full disclosure, I didn't get to any practices in the spring that I wanted to. Um, yeah. Just bog, bog down with work, and yeah. we I had we had photographers and uh, and also another reporter up there, but um, I just don't know. Usually, I'll study like first, second, and third teams and practices yeah. and know who the next guy up is. And well, Monkey kind of broke it up this year. It wasn't the same type of practices either. He mixed them all together: the ones, the twos, and the threes. Yeah. Wasn't like first string, second string, third string. He all together with each other, and uh, I know for sure in the spring game he did that for sure. Yeah. Normally it's like the ones and the twos going against each other, or but he mixed like the team, the black and the gold team was mixture of everybody. Yeah, it, it might have worked out because he said that he saw the probably what their what their best quote session practice was and that's and that's what you hope in the black and gold yeah. game yes for fun right but you hope that there's some guys who really step up and show out in that game yes. and you know you, they need some they need some guys on the offensive line to do that and you know sam has same has live game reps so he's yeah. he, he's not a guy who's just going to come out um you know inexperienced you know and he's i mean been prep school yeah um you know, Coastal Carolina is not Wisconsin, the venue, but oh no, it's, I mean, it's, the, the stadium is about 20, 25,000, I think. Yes. But I think for that game, even though it is on Labor Day weekend, mm -hmm. I think that you're going to get enough Army fans there that there's going to be, a, a, and, and Coastal fans there too, that there's yes. going to be a good environment there. So that's going to be is. a good, really, test to see. You know, there's going to be, a, there's going to be some first-year starters there, no doubt. You know, first-time yeah. starters in that game, and we'll see how they react, and we'll see who 
emerges, you know, Booby Law, we, we, we have a sense he didn't, wasn't, you know, didn't uh, participate in spring practice, but, you know, you look at, you know, he, he will be back. Um, yes. And then who's going to play opposite that? Is it going to be a, is it going to be like a Simon Dillinger? Is it going to be a, a Shane Buckingham? You know, oh, who is it? I'm ready to see him too. I, I, I think, think that there's another one that's just emerging, ready, ready, sitting yeah, in the gap. You know, and now you got Mike Vitti coaching the offensive line. So, I mean, that this is a, <laughs> that's just a, you, you know, that they're going to have that mentality there right he away, is. ready to oh, go. Yeah. And, and, and Brent Davis does a heck of a job too with the offensive yeah. line as yeah. the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. So, Man, um, like we said, we started this out. We can't wait till uh, we got to make got the countdown clock here. Started at Black Knight Nation. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start putting it, put the ticker up. <laughs> we have to get it going because yeah. I mean, it's just and I'm gonna pin it to my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? That's a great idea. And you know what? Yeah. I think that some people um, are maybe a little uncertain going into the season. Not uncertain. Yeah. You know, the, the program's won nine games the last two years, but. You know, just talking to you. Yeah, there's a, there's some unknowns. You, you know, I think that the quarterback situation, it's not as deep, but Tyre has a lot of experience. And Cage but just, I can say Alon Mitchell has okay. an arm on him. Okay. He has an arm now. He reminds me of Christian Anderson, but with hmm. a better arm. Like, hmm. he – I believe we're going to see some bums out of that arm. Like, yeah, I mean, they're going to – you know, we, 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 we should talk about just real quick. I mean, Christian Anderson, that passing game made a difference for Army in 2021. And with him graduating and Jabari Laws too. Jabari Laws getting in the Wake Forest game. And yeah. Wake Forest, a top 25 team and throwing three TD passes. And Gosh. him in the final final minutes of the bowl game, leading the team down the field. Yes. Who's going to step up and throw the ball for this team when they need to throw the ball? Exactly. Um, Coach said Tyers improved on his passing. Um in the spring, Cade Ballard, you know. Oh gosh, Cade, Cade has an arm too. He he does, and I think that some some Army fans, um, you know, what he when he's had an opportunity to throw the ball, especially two years ago, he was effective. Now, is there yeah. a huge sample size in games? Not a lot, but let's see what happens in that first game. I think they will go probably, you know, the two quarterback system, yeah. and you know, I think I, I they will. That. They burst something in that multiple quarterback thing. Yeah, I think they will go there. And then you need to find out, okay, who's going to be number three? Who's going to be number four? And honestly, I think if Jamel Jones can can stay healthy, he can throw the ball too. He can I throw, mean, but he's a powerful runner too. He, 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 you're right. He's a between-the-tackles guy. So I think if he can um, – if he can stay, if he can stay on, stay on the field and practice, I've always liked Jamel Jones from freshman year. I always thought that he yes. was a guy that can do just about. You want, you can ask him to do just about everything in the offense that he they yes. need. So, yes. um, smart, smart player too. So, yes. um, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty interesting. But I, what I wanted to touch on real quick, and we t- we we brought it up a couple times, but just you look at, you hear about it from the players in the spring about the Navy game, right? And the guys who are coming back, uh, really, you know, that's always the top goal every year, right? To win, to beat Navy and win the CIC trophy. Well, the CIC trophy is still at West Point, but, you know, they didn't really, it wasn't like earned, so to speak, with with beating Navy. And um, 
you know, I, I, I've talked about that Navy game endlessly. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to break down the X's and O's of that game uh, in May, you know, yeah. but um, I think that there's going to, we're, we're going to see maybe like you were talking about, you're going to see that fire from this team pretty early. Yeah. And that's, they, that's a burn that that's been left on them. That's like that 2019 team when they Navy beat them that year and they came back 2020, they got, they got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Because they were this close, you know, like, I feel like we were the better team. Yeah. But it just goes to show, you know, you can't underestimate anybody, no. but it's a chip on that shoulder. They're coming after that one. Yeah. So and, when and you have here, those two games, they're going to have that. Yeah. And, you know, the Air Force game, I mean, Air Force, I honestly think that Air Force team was really a good team last year. And Army was able to beat them. So, I mean, that's not going to be an easy game either. But I think that, you know, you got a lot of them, like you say, fire going into the season. And you're going to get tested with those first two games. People might look at the schedule and say, Coastal Carolina, Texas, San Antonio. There's not a power five school among those two teams. But Texas San Antonio was, I believe, in the top 25 last year. Yes. Coastal Carolina has been in the top 25 the last two years. years. You got to yeah. deal with Gra Grayson McCall, first game of the season. He's an amazing player. Yeah. Um, that program is. It's a I different mean, program right now. Oh, that program has got it's the emerged. same kind of. They're bringing that. They're bringing the, the same that Army's going to bring exactly. in that game. They don't, I mean, you look at their locker rooms. Their locker rooms are one of the most animated and, like, just, you know, it. I was talking about this the other day. I mean, it's just crazy. And th that the way that program is, I my stepson graduated from Coastal um, a few years ago, so I know the program pretty well, follow it very closely, and that's going to be a good test. Coastal Monk said they've lost three games in the last two years. So, um they're not, they don't expect to go in there and like. They didn't lose too many seniors either. You know what? Surprisingly, this is, and this was happening Sunday when Army guys were announced and they were getting the rookie camps. Mm -hmm. Last count, I heard 12 Coastal Carolina seniors were either drafted or went to um, camp or rookie camp. So yes. um, the tight end, the, they lost a tight end, a wide receiver. I think most of their running backs are back, but see with Coastal, what's different than with Coastal than Army is that they can get those transfer, those grad transfers in, or they can get use the transfer window a little bit. Yeah. Army can't, so you got yeah. guys who, you know, that are gonna they're gonna get some players. Um, they've gotten players from Power Five schools to transfer to them, and uh, I think there was a wide receiver that had a little, had an impact on their team. So um, you see. And, you know, I'm doing some recruiting. Um, I'm going to have a recruiting thing on our website pretty soon. You know, Army has offered over 500 kids already from the 2023 class. Wow. And so I'm going to break down of those kids, what offers do they have? And power five offers all the way down to, you know, a group of five. And yeah. they're about, I would say, close to 20 kids right now out of those 500. And you may not say that's not that many, right? But there are about 20 kids that also have offers from Coastal Carolina. So I mean Army, be important. Yeah, Army, yeah, Army is in the Texas San Antonio. Yeah, there's like another 20 players that Texas San Antonio has also offered. Um, that also been offered by Army in Texas San Antonio. So these yeah. are games, and some of these kids are gonna make their decisions before their 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 senior year start, but others are gonna maybe wait 
a little bit and maybe get out to the Army Texas San Antonio game and visit. Or maybe they'll be visiting Coastal and the guys who have also offers from Army. Maybe they'll see Army play live and they'll be like, you know, me. So it's really, re- um, I'm really excited to do it. I, I got a lot of work to do this week to get it done. <laughs> but when you, and here's what I'm also going to do I'm going to do breakdown. How, and this is crazy. So there were like, there's 500, I got about 510 guys right now that I've charted. About 140. 50 plus have air force offers too. Wow. So, I can believe that one. Yeah. And so Navy too, like about 140 have Navy. So I'm going to chart those. I'm going to, I'm not going to say specific names. I'm going to not list out yeah. all 150. Yeah. I'm going to give the general info on recruiting and it's going to be really neat to know how many kids out of those 500 have offers from all three service academies. Yes. You know, how many receivers when you get to breaking it down just by, I can just tell by the last couple of years of how many players you, as they're reading their offers or things like that, they had an offer from Army, Navy, and yeah. Air Force. I know Marquel coming in, he didn't get the Navy offer, but he had Air Force. And it was funny because he was up for a visit. Um, he had got an offer from Air Force and an offer from what um, Army. And he was up there for the Army Air Force game in the snow mm. that year where they beat him. <laughs> he was up there with Air Force. Hey, Army made him a believer. Like, it was. It wow. was <laughs> he was in Colorado Springs for that game? Yes. <laughs> wow. The 21, not the 21 nothing game, right? Yeah, that's the game in the snow, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And he got there in 18, 19, 2017 game, I believe. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was at yeah. that game. He was like, man, mama, when I looked at those coaches, I couldn't do nothing but put my head down. I was on the opposite sideline. But <laughs> I think that was the drive. Like, that culture right there is what kind of reeled him in a lot. And I think he even said that on his interview. Yeah. The game that he loved that part, like that culture. He, he He's very competitive. And literally, that game was like an icebreaker. It, it happens, right? I mean, like you could be on the opposite sidelines and see the other team and how that they're like the, the intensity that is played, yeah. the precision that is played, and check out you know the coach's <laughs> fire and say, okay, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, it, it, it's very competitive. I think it's a very interesting look. I'm gonna have, um, man, I gotta get it done. I've been trying to get it out before, <laughs> like right as spring practice ends. And I'm just like, wait, they just offered like five more kids today. I got to catch up on that. And then I got, if you miss one kid and your, your numbers get wrong, I got, I got to, I'm a, I'm a stickler. I have to double check, I have to double check stuff. So we're going to, it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, I think that sometimes, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I think sometimes it's downplayed some of the players that army gets and what they might have if they didn't have an offer from a power five school there there's interest from a power five school i think that sometimes when it's said that well we just played rice and we didn't have one guy on our roster um get an offer from rice well now i'm gonna see what now we're gonna i'm gonna chart that (laughs) a little bit more and see what happens you know just i think it's why i i love doing that kind of stuff so uh I'll, i'll have that Oh, man, I'm hoping by this week. I really hope. <laughs> it's just like the other people dive in. Hopefully, I can get a 
maybe I can get a recruit um, on uh, talk to a recruit who has offers from all three and see where where oh, their head is awesome. at head yeah. is at now maybe that can be a follow-up story so look forward to that hey man Federica it's been great I really appreciate your great. time and uh I love we, it. I love it. <laughs> we can talk army football all all day and all night long yes, right we can yes we can <laughs> it, it's a it's a Sunday it's a Sunday night so we're gonna we're gonna um call, we're gonna um call it call our the podcast now but um really appreciate your stuff and I know that you follow the you, you have a um a social media impact too. I mean, you're you're always tweeting, right? You're always um, yes. retweeting. You're always, you're always you're a big fan of the Black Knight Nation podcast. You yes, said I, that you got you got your notification today, right? You I might do. be the one. We really appreciate it. You got your notification. I do. I got my notification set, so it gives me a reminder thirty minutes before it's supposed to come on. Black Knight. Black Knight. Um, <laughs> Black Knight Nation has a podcast with such and such coming up and I'll just hit my reminders and I'll be watching. Yeah. And so now, guys, you know, before I used to go hard it, I can't hard it now, to, you know, when you be talking on YouTube, but can't hard it. So I was like, man, oh, man. I'm going to have to start typing in. I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Please feel free when you're, when you're watching the comment and that, thank you so much. And guys, if you're, if please subscribe to our black Knight nation, YouTube channel, that's where you can get your notifications next week. Tentatively we next Sunday, we're going to have Caleb Campbell on. He was wow. the last army football player to be drafted by the lions in uh, 2008, I believe. And so we're going to, we're hoping to have Caleb Campbell on next week, Steve Anderson. We're going to get Steve Anderson back. Um, in the co-host chair. And that will be a fun podcast because Caleb Campbell has a very, very interesting story. And if some of you newer army fans who might not have uh, followed army back in the time that Caleb Campbell played, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. And um, Caleb's a, Caleb really real quick story on Caleb. My first year on the army football beat was 2007. And yes, I had covered the team in a, in a backup way, like when when the beat writer had other assignments, I would I would cover the team, I would get to practices. But Caleb was my go-to my 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 first year. It was his senior year, and he did every year, uh, every week. We had Caleb Caleb Campbell's Heisman vote, where every year he every week after the games he gave me his top five Heisman candidates. He gave me a list of he got the, the uh, list of players' names. Uh, nicknames for the entire roster. He gave me nicknames for the entire roster. And I did a story because back then they were struggling and you were looking yeah. for a little, some offbeat, <laughs> offbeat stuff to do. So I did a story on nicknames for, for the players and some interesting <laughs> nicknames. And uh, man, I, I can't thank Caleb enough. He really, that's what really got me like going with the army football team and the army football beat. So hopefully we have Caleb on next Sunday That'll be a great one. We have some others set, that we're trying to set up um, with Mike Sullivan, who's now the Steelers quarterbacks coach, yes. who we're trying to get on. He was with Army a couple years back in a player personnel type role. And um, we have uh, maybe a, a couple other uh, players who may not be like household names to some people, but are now serving in the Army at very high positions yes. that can give you like – Stories. That's what this podcast is all about. I think that I, do. I don't know if that you enjoy that, Federica, but just hearing I how do. they rise, right? Yes, I, I like. I think the was it last week? Um, King was it on there? Oh, Adisa King. We had Adisa yeah. King on. I, I love you, that one. 
that was great. And this him and Steve have a special relationship. And I could just let those guys go and play <laughs> off each other. And you'll get like incredible stories. And that guy is the guy. And we talked about this. And you know this from Marquell. I'm sure there's been players of the past that have that either he's reached out to in a letter or they reach out to him saying, Hey, if you need anything, I'm here. You know, yes. if if you need anything. And that's so important. We talked about getting through West Point, not only on the football field, but in the classroom and, and graduating from West Point. And sometimes you need somebody that's done it before to hear a friendly voice, right? Or hear a comforting voice. And I think that Adisa King is definitely was that guy. I mean, that guy, that guy was the energy that he brought to that podcast was, was, was great. And that's what we're trying to do here. So guys, uh, you know, follow us on the black Knight nation, YouTube channel, uh, give a, uh nation.com is our website um and uh doing a little bit more with instagram on, on uh, black knight nation too so um the followers are going up a little bit check out our instagram account and you can follow us at bk night nation on twitter and uh, my twitter of course at sal Interdonato. um federica you got your your your, your social medias right that people know where to find you too so we appreciate it um Thanks a lot, guys, tonight for for following our podcast. We thank Federica Daniels for her second time on here on Mother's Day. To all you mothers, I uh, hope you had a great day tonight, and we'll be back uh, soon with another podcast.